This starting quarterback prop bets edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store. Hey, this is Derek Stevens. I'm the owner of Circle Las Vegas. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking that money green with my partner in picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. It's happening. Kramer dog. Happy Tuesday, Sean. Happy Tuesday. It is Tuesday, right? It is Tuesday where we've been doing a little time shifting. We've been pre-taping our top 10 uh, fantasy football episodes. So they will be dropping next week while Ryan's uh, floating down a river. So enjoy Enjoy uh, cracking open some cracking open some cold ones. Catch it up on some top ten fantasy football, and there's just there's just so much to get to, so much action, so much activity on the on the National Football League, including Week One starting quarterback props. There's a whole separate. Uh, you can bet on that. Yeah, you can <laughs> bet on it, Ryan. I, I don't know. Shocking. Oh my God. I mean. The advancements in betting inventory oh, over the just, last five years. It's it just, just tears. Te- brings tears to my eyes. You know who's number one in our tier? First round, first pick overall. Go in bet. That's right. Win bet is the official sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. All you got to do to become part of the Win family is just go to WYNN. Bet.com, W-Y-N-N-Bet.com. Head over there today and get your risk-free bet up to five hundred dollars. They got it all. Generous promos, odds, and parlays all happening right over at winbet.com. Win big with WinBet. Again, the uh, the win Las Vegas experience, the action of Las Vegas in the palm of your hands. Get the app, do yourself a favor. All you got to do is head over to wynnbet.com and download the app today. Thursday night football, 72 days away. Just Wow. Just going to throw that oh out there. Thursday night football. Brian, it's not Thursday night football. It's opening night football for the National Football League. Kramer, you're still uh there I know, you go. I'm losing it. You are. You're losing it. But here we what were here. What are we starting with? I, 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 you worked up a nice little sheet, Ryan. No reason to uh, get away from this. Mm-hmm. Chicago Bears. There are some questions at the uh, quarterback position. Andy Dalton is currently the odds on favorite, minus 500. Justin Fields, plus 300. Nick Big Dick Foles, a long shot <laughs> at 25 to 1. 
Kramer, I, I I know in in you know not to spoil it, but in some of these uh, fantasy football podcasts, you had some you were you were kind of lower on uh, than I was when it comes to Justin Fields. Absolutely. You think he's going to have trouble um, dethroning Andy Dalton for that QB one uh, position? Are you? Let's uh, talk about it. So yeah, let's go. Here's why. Uh, first of all, we were in Vegas uh, at the beautiful Circa not that long ago, and we saw on, on the screen. What did we see? Andy Dalton minus one forty. So what is this? And, and this number is taken from you know probably one p.m. today. Yep. The number moving this much. What does it tell you? There's a pretty high likelihood that someone inside the building with knowledge of the situation is saying that Andy Dalton, barring some sort of catastrophic in- injury, well, is going to be the day one starter. And it's not even. Uh, you know, some insider. It's literally Matt Nagy came out and said, "Andy Dalton, we brought him here. He's our guy. Uh, there'll be a time, maybe. He's already like leaving the door open." I think overall he gets the quick pull. I think he is on a very, very short leash. Like you know, I mean, you wouldn't even call it a leash because it's just such a tiny well, piece of rope that he's hanging on to. And, and here's, I guess, here's what I'd say though. More so, I don't believe in Justin Fields. I don't believe uh, that he's going to be the day one starter. A because psychologically, like it makes sense to let him be the guy that comes in, be the yeah. savior. Don't put the pressure on him from day one. It is Chicago at the end of the day. They do kind of have a track record for shitty quarterbacks. That being said, this I think this scenario is maybe similar to the 49ers in that there is the ultimate like holy crap. The other guy is so much better in training camp. We can't like look at our players with a straight face and say we're going to start Andy Dalton. Those situations and I that think happen. The fact that we can get uh, the other scenario I'm talking about is the Niners, but the Justin Fields at three to one implies that there's a 25 percent chance he's going to get the starting job. Yeah, and I, I as much as I'm high on Fields for fantasy, and I think he does start soon. I, I don't think it's. I think it's like a 10 percent chance. So. I guess my pick is Dalton minus 500. Uh, obviously, you shouldn't bet that at minus 500. That it's horrible odds. But Nagy has leaned so hard into the fact that Andy Dalton is the day one starter. He's going to be the starter. They're going to make sure he's the starter. Uh, there, there are other quarterback situations where the dog is much livelier. Uh, in so my, in I, my point of well, view. Well, see, I, I, I do think. I'm not a Fields guy, but I can. I I would very much consume the story that Justin Fields just looks so much better than Andy Dalton in practice. Yeah, looks so much like. But it, I I still. That being said, I still think that doesn't. It to me, it, it's not a greater than twenty five percent chance. And I think Nagy has dug his heels in. They said it originally, and then he reiterated it. And him reiterating it is what moved it from minus forty to one forty to minus five hundred. So. And that's not. Like I think that's you're a, throwing away money at plus three hundred because there's there's better plus three hundreds or plus two twenties out there uh, looking at these starting qu- quarterback prop bets. I agree with that. I think everything you said is right, and I think the the like difference between some of the other scenarios is that, like you said, Andy Dalton was brought in by this coaching staff for a reason, and I have to Im- imagine that part of that reason is his ability to be on the field quickly. And help develop this guy. So yeah, I guess I'm with you. But minus five, obviously, you should have listened no. to me at minus one forty, Sean. Yeah, you you can vouch for the the advice I was given. You did you throw know? that out there, Ryan. Fortunately, so, I don't know if it made it to a podcast, but I'll still I'll still give you well, a point for that. Credit. 
New England Patriots have a uh, interesting quarterback situation. Cam Newton minus three oh five, Mac Jones plus three hundred, and Jarrett Stidham rounding out the group at twenty to one. Now for me, what what's scary about this one is Cam. Newton and Bill Belichick clearly have a bond. It's so I, weird. I, I don't understand it. Maybe they both like cigars. Maybe Bill Belichick is secretly a white wine guy. Uh, he also, yeah, like I scarves. Just, it's probably scarves. Yeah, they both scarves, like scarves. Is, <laughs> they both have a love of silk scarves. Whatever it is, he clearly wants Cam Newton, and even the owner, they kind of want Cam Newton to be the guy. However, Bill Belichick, by all accounts, this is a legit quarterback competition, and if you look. Most importantly, you look at his contract. Cam Newton, it is a very friend backup friendly contract. Yep. Like you're not going to feel stupid for putting Cam Newton on the bench, especially no. with this contract. I I think Mac Jones is going to be the starter soon on. And to me, there's enough juice, enough heat on that pan uh that's slowly simmering that I'm going to I'm going to roll the dice here and take Mac Jones is the day one starter at plus 300. This is just kind of some of the latest coming out of uh Patriots beat writers and stuff. Quote, the 22 year old out of Alabama was fast tracked during the course of OTAs and mandatory minicamp on a number of occasions, getting more reps than the incumbent Cam Newton. And up until the final day of minicamp looked better than Cam. So I think the fact that he's getting more reps and he's looking pretty good. You want to talk about losing the locker room. I know Cam, and again, he has a connection with Belichick. He has a connection with the locker room. I think, and he, he may not be the wow factor of a super athletic guy like Justin Fields or Trey Lance, but I think uh, Mac Jones coming in here and he has the ability to command a room. I mean, quarterback of Alabama, you can puff your out, and I think he's going to be the day one starter. So give me Mac Jones at three to one. I think it's closer to like a 60 40, maybe even a 50 50. This offense so badly has to declare what kind of offense they're going to be, and I don't think they're the same offense if Mac Jones is the quarterback. They're a better offense in my mind. And if can't, no, I'm just saying like stylistically. Yeah. So I don't know how they go through training camp not having decided this ahead of time. And so the the counter I would say because I I do think it's interesting because everything you read is positive towards Mac Jones, but this is also puff time. This is May. This is June, and like you said. Bill Belichick and I think Josh McDaniels have designed an offense that Cam Newton is going to run, and it's going to involve tight ends. It's going to involve running the ball and uh, taking occasional shots to guys on the outside, like Nelson Aguilar. So Hunter Henry, I I, I think that Mac Jones will be um, utilized at some point in the season, maybe. But I, in a bell, if Bill Belichick is being the guy, the smart guy that he is. The advantage of having a guy like Cam Newton is to sh- like run the tires off that, like take advantage of his legs, utilize two tight ends, like do something crazy. No, and Damian Harris looked great. Building, so you're building a great case. So, but and the last thing I'll say is, with Dalton being 500 to Justin Fields 300, Cam Newton only being minus 305, I would say actually feels like a discount because oh okay. I think at the end of the day, Bill Belichick is going to do what Bill Belichick is going to do. And the fact that he still has Cam Newton in the building, he's saying positive things about Cam Newton. It's again, for the same reason, like you bring the the rookie in later, it it takes some pressure off of him. 
Bill Belichick's not an idiot. And again, they would, ha- I, I do believe the you're maybe you're going to see packages for him because it's a different offense. And honestly, you know, who becomes really interesting if Mac Jones does get into being the starter is Myers. Number one wide receiver going in like the four, 14th round of fantasy. So I can, I hear your argument and I, and I, I, I agree with you that Mac Jones is a better plus 300 bet. Yeah. Uh, but I still like the Cam Newton side because it, it, you know, don't overthink it, right? The NBA, we say the same thing. Don't overthink it. Just follow the tea leaves. And in, in this case, it, it's pointing to Cam Newton because the beat reporters well, aren't making the decision. And, and again, maybe they're like me, they're letting, they watch Cam Newton last year. They realize Cam Newton is not a <laughs> NFL level quarterback. So they're, they're, they're wanting Mac Jones. They want to see Mac Jones. So maybe that's leaking into the reporting. I still think at, at plus 300, I'm rolling the dice here. I, I just think it's going to be closer to a true competition. I and I, it. and I like Mac Jones beating him out. Um, again, I just think it's closer to 50, 50 where the Dalton thing I think is like 90, 10 uh, for Dalton moving over to the 49ers, Nate Sudfeld, former Philadelphia Eagle, 40 to one, Josh mm. Rosen, the chosen one, 33 to one <laughs> Trey Lance. Of course, what a room plus two twenty. Jimmy G minus two eighty. Now, as far as what's been said out there, Kyle Shanahan has said he has no problem starting Trey Lance. I mean, why <laughs> is this? Why is this still two twenty? I mean, he's dying to show off Trey Lance. He's dying to show everyone. You know what? We uh, we were right for trading up for Trey Lance when the Eagles traded up for Carson Wentz. Was there? Did you really think that Sam Bradford was going to be the starter? You don't take these quarterbacks number one, number two, number three overall, and not start them day one. You can talk about Patrick Mahomes; well, they sat him for a year. Yeah, but that's not a compare. Jimmy G is not Alex Smith, and he's been look. He's Shannon's been itching to get rid of uh, Jimmy G for so long. I I plus two twenty. I think it should be like plus one fifty. And as we sit today in Southern California, you know who else is in Southern California working out? Trey Lance, Debo Samuel, yeah, Muhammad Sanu. Uh, he again, uh, Carson Wentz's charity softball game. That was what the. Anyway, Carson Wentz to Trey Lance. Don't let the pressure get yeah. to you. Uh, that but, is, I mean, that is just j- j- Carson Wentz. Just. Context. Ginger Judas, what are you giving advice to a number top overall pick? Oh, uh, don't let the pressure get to you. The pressure got to you. What are you talking yeah, about? Uh, well, the first time things, the, the first advice. time things got tough. You, I guess you didn't let the pressure get to you. You just said, uh, "Fuck it, I'm out of here. I want to, I want to hit up the Bible group in Indy." Like you just immediately bailed on the city, the franchise, the fans, wow, and okay. you're giving advice. Oh, don't let the pressure get to you. When have you ever stood up to pressure? Like what world are you living in where you stood up to pressure? You caved under pressure your entire career. And the most pressure you felt was when you played shitty in 2020 and you were had the foot out the door the entire season. So don't give Trey Lance advice from one FCS to another. Don't poison. And again, I think I think they're gonna be run heavy. They're gonna have some dynamic offense. And kind of to your point with Cam, I think they want that offense early and often. I, I just think he's gonna be the day one starter. Okay. I mean, here's i uh, I'm just not laying money to get down on Jimmy G as the starter. I think I I think Kyle Shanahan wants to start Trey Lance. Yeah. 
So I, then, I mean, I do. I would like to understand a little bit more about the timeline and like the for the trade up decision to the like. Was it all a ruse? Did it, you really? It was weird. Did you really did not you, know? Was the not knowing like a real disagreement be- between John uh, Welcome Matt Forehead Lynch and Kyle Shanahan? How do you trade up that much draft capital for a? Uh, Can for, I tell you what? You don't know the guy. I mean, that just shows if he truly traded up, not knowing he was going to draft, that just shows you how much he hates Jimmy G that he's willing to unload all these picks between two guys. He's not even, didn't even fall in love with one guy. It's like, if you're in a horrible relationship, you just want out. You don't care who it is. Well, I mean, it's like the Gruden thing, right? You love him and hate them all. Uh, I mean, but I, I, here's what we'll be hearing later this season. If things aren't going well for the 49ers. We're going to start hearing about a rift between oh, John yeah. Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. And it's going to, we're going to hear stories, how it dates back to the decision to trade up and John Lynch, an old school guy. He was, he wanted Mac Jones. He thought it was for Mac Jones. Kyle Shanahan tricked him. Hmm. They end up going with Trey Lance. I, I do think, and that's maybe uh, that you, really makes sense because there were legit reports about Mac Jones and there was enough heat coming out about Mac Jones that made me think that it was real. So I, I think there was, it must've been coming from Lynch's camp. If Shanahan truly was in on uh, on Trey Lance from day one. Well, and, and we, you know, there was, there was talk coming out of the building that there was no Mac Jones talk. It was only Trey Lance talk. So the Mac Jones story was confusing to begin with. And I, I feel like we're not talking about enough about the fact that the 49ers have Trey Sermon and Trey Lance yeah. in their backfield. Has that ever two trays? The, they need one more tray. The tray so headed so monster. Just, yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Or just trace trays. Like you need one more tray to balance it out. If there's another tray in the NFL, that deuce tray, deuce tray. That's the formation. Right? Do tray. Uh, so Kramer, are you with me on Trey Lance plus two twenty? Sounds like you're still making a case for Jimmy G. I, I like if I'm lo- analyzing the coaches and trying to psychoanalyze, like what are they like? Speak to words to to action. I believe that Nagy's starting Dalton. Yep, because of the pressure valve situation. I believe that Bill Belichick is starting Cam Newton because of the pressure release it it gives the the starter. I think again, these offenses are going to need to look different, just like in New England. Mm. And I believe that. Kyle Shanahan has been sitting alone in his office, <laughs> twiddling his dick and writing, drawing up plays with a hyper mobile two way athletic quarterback. And he's ready to roll out an offense that maybe it's a little different. Maybe it's something new. Maybe it's just some, some good old fashioned tray, tray uh, run pass option. But I, there's just too many versions of the story where once again, like it's Jimmy G versus Trey Lance. My, my concern is Jimmy G is great when no defense is out there. Jimmy Mm. G look like he's good looking. And then he looks good in practice. (laughs) He looks good throwing the ball. Uh, My concern with Trey Lance is his accuracy and all that junk. So, but yeah, I'm with you on the Trey Lance is the one there's the dog I'm willing to shoot. No, you should shoot. Take a shot on. Sorry. Take a New Orleans Saints. This one to me is is one of the more obvious ones, and the fact that you can get Jameis Winston at minus two fifty. Let's go, uh, Taysom Hill plus one seventy five. Ian Book. You trust thirty three to one? Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> he, he, really he might be involved in some crooked stuff, but 
Jameis Winston at minus two fifty to be the starting quarterback. How do they not? I mean, Jameis. I think even if Jameis looked really bad, they would still trot him out. Quarterback is his first position. I uh, mean, I I get the taste of here's the first pick in the draft. Like it and and really where you could get screwed at this maybe is that Taysom Hill runs the first play in the season under center just to no, mess with the team. No, that won't happen. Mess with the defense. So, I could see Sean Payton doing some tricky uh, shit like that. That being said, James Winston minus two fifty first yeah. quarterback started. You got to all that. over that one. I mean, Ian Book might not make the team. That he he was a trash college quarterback. Jameis Winston. I mean, I would take Nate Sudfeld at forty to one over Ian Book. <laughs> Jameis Winston was the number one pick because he is a big guy with a strong arm. Yeah, and Jameis Winston had a a year of years, the 30, 30, 30 year. We haven't even seen full Jameis laser Where, eye surgery. Yeah, he couldn't see. He had that great throw in the playoff game. He all of his so many, most of his interceptions way downfield. Yes, he held onto the ball. There's plenty of things he could improve, but. He was still slinging the rock down the field, and honestly, like as I do these best ball drafts, and I sit towards the end, it's like, how has no one taken Jameis Winston yet? This is still the Saints. Like, what if the Saints, you know, God, they, they what if they've been limited by the, by the fact that Drew Brees can't throw? So, yeah, I, I this is odd that he is the shortest favorite on the board. Yeah, Very I mean, odd. to me, at minus two fifty, I'm just following the beat reporters. There's no. You see him working I mean, out. James He's looking solid. Yeah. <laughs> He's looking amazing. He's got these like big eyes and then just him getting he's he's the uh like just the goat of unconventional workouts. Like no one no one else is doing these workouts yeah. that Jameis is doing. <laughs> just mark your calendar for like, better or worse. Just watch the Saints games because if nothing else, he brings an entertaining brand of football. You know, you don't know what's going to happen next. You're on the edge of your seat and who knows, maybe his eyes were the problem. <laughs> and like I mean, if there's a guy that's coming off the board super down low for MVP or like leading the passing yards or any of that shit, like could you see Jameis Winston doing what he did in Tampa just without the, you know, maybe 20 less interceptions? Yeah. I certainly. mean, he, he could have a monster. He could throw for 5,000. I I mean, it's it's crazy. He could have a monster year that one thing I'm sure of is he's going to be the day one starter. Yeah. Like the guy started at quarterback a number of games. Taysom Hill, we saw him start a couple games. He didn't look so he didn't look so good that you're worried about him. Let's play this game. Sure. All the guys we just listed out. Yeah. You got to pick one to start your team right now. Ooh. It's Jameis Winston for me <laughs> and he's the shortest favorite. That's a that's a great way to who, handicap. Who are it. you starting over Jameis Winston on this list? I mean, if you know, not to litigate it too much, but if you're talking about starting a team, the fact that Mac Jones and Trey Lance are rookies and have massive one season, potential, right, one season, one season, hundred percent Jameis Winston. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I like what uh, the potential of fields, so, especially from a fantasy point of view, but Jameis Winston's done it and, and not done it at a high level, but like him just slightly upgrading with Sean Payton in the dome with their defense being decent. Like, I mean, again, there's, there's certainly some, some X factors that could go horribly wrong for him, but at minus two fifty to, to start, it's just, I mean, it is a, this is a lock of all locks, Ryan Taysom Hill or Cam Newton uh, Taysom Hill. Cause I I've seen, I've seen Taysom Hill move a team up and down the field. I mean, what? 
I, people act like I'm some Cam Newton hater. Oh, okay. I talked a ton of shit on Cam Newton coming into the season. Did Cam Newton prove me wrong no. in any shape or form? No. They're like he almost won that <laughs> Seattle game. That was that was his highlight he, of he the season. He almost got there. Did you see how bad his throws were? They weren't getting to the receiver. I, Something Carson, happened to his arm along the way. I mean, he was yeah, getting shit I mean, talked. At his own I don't camp. know. I'm not a scientist. I don't know everything about COVID. Maybe it impacts your throwing shoulder, but he, true. He, he he didn't look good pre-COVID. He looked horrible. He's not good anymore. I I just don't see why you'd be excited about Cam Newton at all. And maybe that's maybe that's tainting my analysis of this uh, Mac Jones starting. But a plus three hundred. I'm I'm rolling the dice on Mac Jones. Best of luck. Thank you, Brian. We're going to be joined by Ian Epstein of Props Off. Talk a little futures. Talk a little uh, sports gambling value. Mm. Before we do that, want to make sure we shout out Underdog Fantasy. Man, we've uh, we're knee deep in fantasy talk. Been doing a ton of best ball drafts. Got our top ten uh, fantasy football list coming out. The podcast series next week. Mm. We got you covered every position. Back to front, forward, back, reverse cowgirl, all the positions covered. And uh, of course, underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for a free shot at $1 million. That's right. Sign up using that promo code. You get 25 bucks. You can use it to enter the Best Ball Mania 2 contest. It's one of these giant best ball uh, drafts. You play out your best ball season and then you're entered into a tournament if you make the playoffs. And again, it's a free shot to win a million dollars. Never do another mock draft again. Just head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN. Joining us on the line, co-founder of PropSwap, Ian Epstein. Ian, thanks for calling in, man. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know it's great to have Prop Swap on. I know it's been fun uh, doing the real men at DGens and then taking a look at all the props you guys got going on there. Uh, for people who maybe haven't heard of Prop Swap previously, walk us through the story a little bit. Uh, co-founder, when did you come up with the idea? When did you guys first get rolling? Yeah. Uh, so uh, for those who don't know, uh, prop swap is a secondary market for sports bets. Um, so any bet you place at a, at a legal sports book in the U S uh, you could post it for sale for a profit, for a loss. Um, you know, it's, it's just a way to hedge your bet or, uh, or, or get out of it. If, uh, if you don't want it anymore, um, you know, we see a lot of guys now who are investing basically now in, in some teams and players with, with the sole purpose of, of looking to sell later on. Um, before we, uh, started prop swap, the ability to sell your bet did not exist. Uh, and, um, and still we are the only company in the world where you can sell your bet to someone else. That's great. Um, and, and, uh, you know, maybe not to get too deep into the legal stuff, but how did that, how did that work? Did you have to deal with a bunch of lawyers of like getting someone to write an opinion that says, Hey, they're technically just trading this ticket. They're not, uh, you know, they're not a sports book. They're just creating this exchange. Was that, what was that process like? Yeah, we were probably a little naive when we uh, first started out about what what we actually needed. We're a little more uh, jaded now and and a little more educated. Uh, so I mean, we have to rewind back to 2013. Um, I was living in Las Vegas, uh, working for a company called Cantor Gaming, uh, which at the time was the largest sportsbook operator uh, in the country. He ran the books at Venetian, Cosmo, Palms, Hard Rock, a couple other places, uh, and I, I was a risk manager there. Uh, so I was working in the back room, um, taking the bets, moving the numbers. Uh, so I was kind of the, you know, the sports betting guy. 
And then my buddy from college, Luke, uh, called me up. Uh, he was living in San Francisco, but he had come to Vegas during Labor Day and he made a bet on the Saints to win the Super Bowl at 50 to 1. Um, and then fast forward a couple of weeks, they were like one seven in a row and now their odds were 15 to one. And so he called me up cause he knew I was, I was a sports betting guy and he's like, Hey, I made this bet. Uh, you know, the odds have decreased. Obviously this thing is now worth more than when I made it. Is there anywhere I could sell this thing? And I said, no, there's not. Uh, and actually I've kind of had that same idea. And, uh, he was like, well, you know, I made the bet, but if it wins, can I send it to you? Can you cash it for me? And I was like, yeah, I, I do that all the time. So then he's like, all right, well, these things are, are transferable then. And so we, at that point, we were literally thought like, okay, we'll just write a letter to the game and control board ourselves and say, Hey, we want to do this thing. Is this chill? And uh, I just, say, I just imagine was, a letter that says, is this chill yeah. in the gaming control chill board. or not <laughs> check? Yes or no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Check. Yes. Or, uh, or check for maybe. Um, and, uh, actually I was, I was actually surprised at like how we got a response. I thought, I thought maybe they would just like ignore us. Um, but like we got a, an actually really well thought out response from the game control board. Now it wasn't a great response. Uh, they were like, no, you know, we wouldn't allow this and, and here's why. Um, and then, you know, we actually like literally, I literally called like the chairman of the game control board at that time. He like returned my call and like we, you know, it was, they were actually, I was surprised at to like how available they were. But at the end of the day, they were like, look, we, we, we don't think this is allowed. Uh, but we didn't agree with their reasons. Right. So like, for example, they were like, this is messenger betting, right? Messenger betting is like, you know, if, if Sean calls me and says, Hey, Ian, can you make this bet for me? You know, I'll, I'll pay you for it. Yeah. That's messenger betting. That's, that's against the and law. And that, that's so. illegal, but texting is totally cool, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, would, uh, I would text yeah. you. I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, pigeon, pigeon carrier, I think is uh, the preferred way. Um, <laughs> and, and, but you know, on prop swap, it's, these are completely anonymous transactions. And like, if, if, you know, Sean wanted to have me messenger bet for him. We wouldn't then go use prop swap to complete that transaction. Like he, I would, you would just send me the money and I make the bet for him. So like, how is this third party actually contribute to that? So we didn't agree with their reasons. And so we were like, okay. And we kept kind of like, you know, like kind of hammering them. Like, look, like, you know, can we, can you, you know, can we get a meeting? Will you, you know, change your mind? And they were like, I'll never forget. I, I, I called this woman multiple times and you know, she wasn't on the board. She was just an employee. And she was like, what don't you get about? No, it's never going to happen. The only way this could possibly happen is if you find a gaming lawyer who will represent you and has like a good relationship with the board. So like, okay, all right. I guess, I guess we got to go find a gaming lawyer. So then you, then that was the next move, right? That was the next move. We tried to find, we talked to a dozen different gaming lawyers in Nevada and they all told us, I wouldn't even take your money. There is no way this is good. like, there, there's no way that he would ever allow us. Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even take your money. Uh, and then finally the 13th lawyer we spoke to up in Reno, you know, had never met him in person, just talked to him on the phone introduction from an introduction. And he was like, no, you guys have a case. These tickets are property, no different than a baseball card, a concert ticket. These, this is transferable property. Um, you know, bear papers, what he called it. And, um, and he went and represented us to the board. And, and the result of that meeting was that, uh, this was not sports betting to be buying and selling these tickets. So that was 2015. And, and then we were, uh, off to the races. Yeah. That's a huge win. I mean, if you've ever dealt with, uh, you know, we went through these, uh, these processes of getting licensed to be a promoter of uh, legal sports books in, in these States and shout out to all the great States and their great gaming commissions. But it was, it was a very <laughs> intensive 
process. And I can only imagine where, you know, we're just signing up to promote uh, sports books online, but to, to basically pitch a new concept or a new way to approach gaming and even to get that approved is pretty crazy. And, and looking at your model, um, have you guys been approached by casinos to either do this internally? Cause if I was a casino and I saw something like prop swap, I'm like, why are we not doing this in house? It seems like a great opportunity for the casino itself. Where have you been at with like partnering up with the casinos and have they, have they come at you for any sort of partnerships? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, you know, Definitely the, the run the gamut in terms of how accepting they are or in, and how good of an idea, idea they think uh, it is. You know, uh, I, I would like to say that 100% of casinos look at this and say, yeah, this will absolutely boost our handle. People are going to make more bets now that they know they can sell them. But, uh, you know, I'll say uh, Derek Stevens in Vegas has been uh, super, you know, uh, on, on the cutting edge. So he's been, you know, we've done the partnerships with them. Um, we're looking to do it's a part, you know, we've done some partnerships in Jersey. Uh, and, you know, I mean, as sports betting grows, there's, there's more and more, you know, casinos and sports books coming online and, and they need a way to stand out, right? Like all these sports books kind of offer the same thing. I mean, maybe there's like an odds boost here that's not there or whatever, but like, you know, I, I see us as a way to, to stand out and kind of offer a, a differentiating feature. Um, the other thing that, that now, you know, sports betting is proliferating throughout the country is cash out. Right. So people ask us all the time, like, you know, is cash up competitive? You know, you know, why would I need prop swap if there's cash up? Look, you know, sports books, I, I, I get cash out. It's convenient. And sports books, you know, they don't even offer it for all the bets. But when they do offer it, it's usually not that great of a price. No. Right. So when you sell your bet via cash out, there's one potential buyer versus us. There's thousands of potential buyers. So obviously you're going to get more money by selling on our site. So, you know, I, I'm not saying we're instead of cash out. I think it's just in, in addition to, right. Um, I, I say it's like selling your car back to the dealership versus selling it privately on Craigslist. Like it may yeah. take a little more time, but you're going to get more money for it on prop swap. It's also the two way you can participate in the secondary yeah, market as exactly. a buyer. And th- you know, this literally answers the, the, the part of the argument where you're, you're telling your friend, no, no, no. Sports betting is just like being an investment banker. We just don't wear suits. <laughs> uh, it's binary. Well, now it's not binary. So yeah. like in that it, again, like, and honestly, for me, the more interesting angle for, for something like prop swap is coming in and being able to buy in the secondary market. Well, and, and especially, and um, I was the bid feature always there. I feel like that's um, something. Oh, I was, I've been enjoying it. Yeah. Cause the bid, yeah. the bidding angle is definitely uh, pretty sweet and adds another element to it because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like maybe early on when uh, we first signed up or, or whatever uh, the, the bid wasn't there it was either you kind of liked their price they listed at, or you didn't, but bidding adds a whole new element. Has that been, when did you guys introduce the bidding? Yeah. So, um, you know, our, our product has evolved a lot. Um, I was the, the current iteration of our website and app launched in October, 2019. Uh, and that's when, um, the, the kind of the, the, the most recent, uh, bid feature was, uh, you know, now, um, sellers can set expirations too. Yeah. Right. So, uh, that was a common feedback we had. I was like, look, like, I don't want to forget about taking my ticket down, <laughs> uh, you know, allow me to set an expiration. Uh, you know, and when we first started this business, we we're like, if we let everyone take it down, we're going to have no tickets up for sale. Uh, that was, that was kind of like in, in like the early days. And so, uh, now that we have enough, you know, enough supply and customers, uh, that's, that's not really a, a concern. Uh, but yeah, the, the bidding feature is great because, um, you know, it allows s- sellers 
are scared that they're going to leave a single penny on the table, right? They're like, I, you know, so they will purposely kind of list it a little high uh, and be like, look, if someone pays that price, price great. Um, but I would, I would take less if offered, right? And so it's a, it's a, it's a great feature for the seller. It allows the buyers to, to get deals that uh, they can't find anywhere else. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but I sell tickets on StubHub sometimes. And I would love if people could submit me bids on StubHub, right? Like I would, I would love that feature. So um, yeah, the, the, the bidding is super popular uh, and it will only continue to grow. No. And, and you mentioned the tickets thing. It is a pain in the ass. Cause if you basically have to sell the set, the sell price and you want it kind of high or at least close to what you got, but then you have to check in on it and constantly relist it or adjust the price if no one's buying it. But here now you'll just, oh, okay. I, I said it the bid comes in you either like the bid or you don't, but uh, yeah, no, the bidding, I mean, it just opens it up and it's a whole other uh, angle and really makes it cool. I mean, really what, what, what this is the beginning. I don't want me to give out the, the genius business plan, but like the second we get any form of like true digital integrations of like platforms, crossing, st- whatever it is, crossing States, being able to like join, you know, counter markets, right? Like the Cowboys are playing the giants. Like let's find a way for giants fans to maybe get a discount on their price uh, in, in, in Texas and vice versa. Like, yeah, we're probably like, not that far off from that as the geo fences get broken down like that, that to me, like that's going to be the bulk, just like we see the bulk of betting today is in game. Like I feel like the secondary market is going to be the bulk of transactions. Well, and that, and that's true too. Cause like probably if you're betting on a team in a state where that team <laughs> is the home team, you're probably getting the worst price. Like if you try and bet in Pennsylvania on the Eagles, Although there there are some haters uh, out there, <laughs> but for the most part, you might not be getting the best price. Whereas again, if you're betting on them in yeah. Dallas, uh, you know you might get a little uh, better price if you're betting on the Eagles. So no, and and prop swap kind of uh, yeah, it's just I mean anything that again makes gambling easier, more fun, and honestly just helps helps the bottom line. Like it's it's one of these businesses where. And as soon as you heard, or as soon as I heard about it, I'm like, oh shit! Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> like prop swap to me is the classic. Oh man, why weren't why weren't we starting this thing? Because it's it's and that's how you know well, it's a good business. It's one of those like, oh man, why which, was this not here? Which before? brings up a good question. You mentioned you're the only guys that do this. Like wh- why do, why do you think that is? Just hard to penetrate the marketplace. Um, yeah, that, that's a, that's a great question. I mean, originally to start this, uh, I think you had, you had to be in Las Vegas, which I think is probably, which was a, somewhat of a barrier to some people who did not want to come, come live in Vegas. I mean, I know you guys were just here. Uh, a lot of people come here and they're like, look, two, three days, I'm good. Get me out of here. So <laughs> you it, gotta it, be it able to manage that. yourself in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen, I've lived here in Vegas for almost 10 years. Uh, I've seen, I've seen a lot of people come and go. I'm, I'm one of the last few, uh, uh, standing, um, so I think, I think that was one part. Um, look, I mean, I think, uh, you know, we've, we built a, a, a significant brand, right? I would like to think that when it comes to selling your bet prop swap is the, is the first thing that, that comes to mind. So, um, you know, whether we've, we've made that, that barrier too high to entry, I'm not, I'm not too sure, but, uh, look, I, 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 I go through every day expecting that competition will come. And, and so I, I don't just sit back and say that, you know, we're going to be the, uh, the one and only, but, um, I like to think that we have a pretty good lead. And, and like I said, what we, our product was when we started is not what it was when, you know, today, and, and it's not what's going to be, you know, in a couple of months from now. So we're going to keep evolving. Um, you know, we, we keep, you know, talking to our customers and, and getting feedback. And so um, we're, we're, we're going to keep growing. I, well, I was going to say it, it, it does seem like 
you know, just based on the fact that you don't have that like sports book affiliation, people would immediately see the this must be better than cash out, right? Like without even having a conversation, when I've explained that like cuz I've also been asked that like is this cash out a good price? And you do some fairly basic math and it's like, oh, it's not really a great price, but it's better than a, a, a binary zero. I mean, it, yeah, and it's so, like, it, but, but the, once you explain that, like, Hey, you can actually do this other thing. Like I I've been explaining to everyone how I'm going to list my giants to win the division <laughs> at, at $1 below its payout value, because I'm that confident in the New York giants this year. But yeah, no, like when they hear about it, it's like, Oh wow, this sounds like a much better. It seems like obviously more fair. Cause you're not dealing with the big bad wolf to Directly, you know well, I mean? and, and maybe that's maybe that's part of their strength is they're not directly affiliated. No, so people I, are more. Oh, it feels more like a true marketplace. It was like if eBay not in the beginning, but like it was like, oh, this is th- it's another person. Yeah. Like, this is great. I'm not being swindled. Well, well. Um, and and uh, you know what? It's awesome too. Like you mentioned, Derek, and we have Derek on the show. The, the awesome oh. thing about Derek is that he's a guy who likes betting on sports and kind of has that in mind for his customers. It's cool to you know uh, that the audience gets to know you and sees like, hey, this is, this is a real guy has a small business going. He's all of our also, spirit, spirit animals. Yeah. Like, also likes uh, getting down on some action. I know you're you're a Bears fan, uh, right, Ian? Mm-hmm. And yeah, we Chicago. were we were just doing uh, earlier on in the podcast. We uh, we're throwing out uh, breaking down some of the quarterback week one prop bets. Andy Dalton minus 500, Justin Fields plus 300. Nick Foles of course, no shot at 25 to 1. <laughs> but where are you uh where are you with the Justin Fields era? Do you think he has a shot to start week 1? My take was it seems like Nagy and the Bears in general are are dead set on starting Andy Dalton week 1, but that he's going to be on a short leash. Where are you as a as a fan as someone who follows the Bears? Yeah, um I I I think I think minus 500 uh, Dalton started week one is, is about fair because I think they're going to do everything they can to make it so that field is not starting week one. Um, I think you're looking at a situation where Dalton goes uh, one and three, maybe two and three and, 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 and the leash gets pulled. So I, I, I would say I would put the over under for when uh, fields starts his first game at around week six and a half would be my, uh, would be my oh, okay. for, for when, for when fields start. So uh, week one, I think they said they're going to do everything they can to, to keep fields off, uh, you know, as, as the backup, but um, it will happen this year. 100%. I think they play the Packers week six, maybe. So oh, they, get, okay. they get their ass beat. And then uh, in, in, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exa- yeah, right. It, it's it's going to come off, come off a loss for sure. Uh, yeah, it normally does. I'm trying to think of anyone who came off a win. Kurt Warner, Eli Manning, I think replaced Kurt Warner off a win. Oh, really? <laughs> I believe so. Oh, yeah, because he was he wasn't injured, but he was looking bad there for the Giants for uh, a while. You know, random Giants trivia. But then he he came back out of nowhere again uh, for the Cardinals. That was a great story. <laughs> now I know NHL playoffs uh, big for you guys. A lot of people buying and selling the futures. Lightning got out Oof. to a one nothing lead in the uh, in the Stanley Cup. There, as have you seen any? Any sort of action. I mean, when we were out in uh, Vegas, I was when it was Knights uh, Canadiens, and uh, we were right behind a lift full of like uh, Habs fans that must have come out just for the game <laughs> and uh, get down on some action. Are you seeing a what's what are the tickets looking like for the Stanley Cup final? Yeah, um, yeah. So Montreal's been a crazy story, and, and it's kind of exactly you know what what props up is made for because their season has been a roller coaster, right? They were twenty to one kind of early on, right? They were kind of one of the top favorites. Um, had a, had a bad second half. And then when they were down three to one, 
again, this is a situation where, uh, like Ryan was saying about, you know, as a buyer, you can pick up great, great deals, right? So uh, when they were down three to one, people with Canadian tickets were literally just unloading them for whatever they could get for them, yeah. like just a ham sandwich, right? So we had a, there was a Canadian ticket that got purchased purchased for $45 uh, when, when they were down three to one Maple Leafs. The collect is $10,000. Oh so the buyer got 220 to one odds when the, the best price you could find was 150 at the book. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's not a small difference. That's a huge difference, right? So, you know, sellers like whatever, I'll take whatever I can get. Guy spends $45 uh, and then he then had the option to sell it for like $3,000 uh, <laughs> heading into the, heading into game one. He chose not to. No. Um, I think he's he's going to play it by year. Um, I'm, you know, I think I think there's still a chance he'll sell it. But um, the, you know, that's just one example. Uh, the Canadians have been a, have been a great team for us because whenever there's that kind of volatility in the market, uh, that's where you know uh, sellers are looking to sell and 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 buyers can find great deals. Well, and, and I was going to say them the Vegas Knights backers. Hopefully, they got off their positions. Oh yeah, cause, cause, oof, I'm sure there was it a happened lot of- so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's tough, right? I mean, you know, people, you know, selling is now, I think becoming part of more of like the better toolbox, but it's difficult to get someone to sell when things are looking good. Right. You only want to sell when things, you know, turn bad. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we had some nights nice people uh, turn to sell, but it was a, li- a little, a little too late at that point. Um, it, it and does then in terms cut- of lightning, the other thing that's become extremely popular on our site are these future parlays, right? Oh so, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, yeah. Like lightning, you know, you know, defending champions, you know, have been favored, favored all year, betting them, not too exciting. You're not going to get great odds of them, but you parlay a lightning ticket with something else. And now all of a sudden your, your payout's huge, right? So we had a ticket sell where guy got lightning to win the Stanley cup parlayed with the red Sox to win the AL. Uh, he bet $81 and sold it for over $700 uh, before game one. So, uh, and now that, yeah. And now that buyer uh, is looking good. And, and and I think it's got like a 12 K payout on, on that ticket. Oh man. That is, that is awesome. And especially and, and the NBA playoffs, especially this year has been super <laughs> wild for the future market. I mean, Lakers getting knocked out early in round one. And now, I mean, the Hawks, no one really saw the Hawks coming and now they're in the Eastern conference finals. And then it was up and down with Brooklyn and then the injuries. What are some of the kind of wild rides you've seen? in the uh, NBA futures market. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Suns have been a, a, a great oh, team for us. Too, yeah. so no one really saw that. No one really saw that coming. Uh, and so that that's been the most bought and sold team uh, on our site all year uh, throughout the year, Phoenix Suns. Um, so that, that's, that's been, uh, that's been huge. Uh, and then like you said, the Hawks, we had a guy, he got the Hawks at 175 to one to win the East. Cool. Uh, he bet a hundred bucks and he sold that ticket for a little over six G's uh, after game one. So uh, and that, and, yeah. And that guy's got to be feeling great. Cause now, <laughs> now they're down two one as we tape this, he's like, yep. yep. And then Trey young gets his uh, ankle rolled the little bone bruise. He's probably licking his chaps. No, he could not time the better. I mean, he, you know, he reached out to us like when they were playing the Knicks, you know, and you know, people do this. Uh, they'll say, you know, everyone's, everyone is curious about what their bet is worth. Right. Yeah. Uh, so they'll reach out to us via email, via Twitter, DM, Instagram. Uh, and so, you know, if you're ever curious, we actually have an automatic pricing tool on our website where if you go to the sell page, you put in the information, uh, and then we will give you our suggested price. Uh, it's completely automated. Uh, and it's just a fun way to kind of keep track of, of, of your ticket. So, 
Um, he, he reached out to us and then we we're talking during the 76er series. And he was like, I think they got a fighting chance. And I'm like, you're crazy, dude. I this, this, take, like, you know, cash out while you got it. Uh, and then they beat the 76ers and then, and then waited what the perfect one game after they win game one and then sold it at the exact right time. That um, is- but you know, and then, you know, meanwhile for the buyer, you know, they got this still, they got the best, best odds in the country. Right. So, uh, I think they probably were, you know, arbitraging or, or hedging some, some Milwaukee position. Uh, it was, it was a professional better who, uh, who picked it up, but, um, you know, if the buyer gets the best odds and the seller makes a profit, it, it's kind of a win-win. Yeah, no, totally. And uh, it kind of reminds me of crypto, like selling Dogecoin when it hits 69 cents, getting out at the perfect time. And the sell tool is uh, really good. Cause I, while Ian was talking, I quickly entered in the giants to win the division. It said a uh, $0. Oh, so wow. oh, they no. nailed it. They it's nailed a little it. Low. You got to check the <laughs> algorithm. Uh, well, Ian, appreciate you calling in and uh, obviously make sure you check out propswap.com. Use that promo code SGP and get up to $500 in uh, deposit and bonus cash. I mean, there's enough value to be had just on the system alone. You throw in that sweet bonus. uh, You can't beat it. And uh, check them out on Twitter as well at prop swap. Ian, appreciate having you on the show, man. Best of luck. Thanks guys for having me on. All right. Appreciate it. Kramer, that'll uh, that'll do it for the podcast. Of course, stay tuned. Fantasy week is coming next week. Uh, top ten uh, fantasy uh, football positional groups, and uh, got a little bonus soccer and NBA coming later in the week. We are putting in uh, double sessions here. ODAs never the, ends. Two a days, baby. For participating in the two sports gambling podcast. For the sports gambling podcast, I'm Sean stacking the money green, and he is Ryan. I can't wait to sell this New York Giants to win the NFC East ticket, Sean Kramer. Let it ride.